0: This is June 9th and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Maranowski. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, great second week of June here. Uh, beautiful, it's beautiful outside. Hockey is going to be coming back soon, which is absolutely awesome. Um, and this week, we're going to be talking about current events in hockey, which is, which is fun. We haven't done this in a few weeks. Uh, we had Curtis Hall. We had Johnny Beecher. We had Jeremy Swayman. I hope you guys enjoyed those. I want to do more of those. Um, even if it's like half an episode, um, with prospects, with players, uh, let me know who you might want, uh, cause I'll try to get them because there's lots of interesting interviews out there. And I thought those three were all very good. Jeremy Swayman, I thought was extremely interesting cause he's from Alaska. And there's very, you know, cool Alaskan things. We here in Massachusetts and New England, we kind of get it. I mean, we have Maine, but it's not anywhere really near Alaska or like it. So, uh, let me know if you guys want more of those. I definitely am interested in doing, you know, 10 minute interviews, stuff like that, uh, getting, you know, going in depth on, uh, players and prospects. But this week I have on good friend of the show, Connor Ryan. You guys know him. Um, I had Connor on, uh, to discuss, um, what the Bruins have been doing for the black lives matter movement, uh, which I think is incredibly impressive. And I think there's a lot of takeaways to, to to kind of come from that. Uh, we got into the Bruins returning to the ice at some point this week, um, and talking about what that'll entail. And then, uh, an early look at the potential first round opponents for the Bruins, which now with reseeding could literally be anybody. We can't really sit here and guess. It could be anybody. Um, which will be interesting either way. I, don't, uh, I, think, I thought this was a really good show, a uh, very fun show. Uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about my good friends over at BetOnline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner. Uh, sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? And BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Might I add, they have all the updated NHL lines, which is very interesting. The Bruins are still uh, Stanley Cup favorites and favorites come from the East. The team tied with them. The Tampa Bay Lightning. So that should be interesting how it all pans out. Uh, I also want to tell you that when most people try to lose weight, they think exercise. Whether they actually start exercising or not, the results are normally the same either way. I say the same because losing weight is all about nutrition. And it's something I've personally learned as well. It's about nutrition. It's not about the exercise. With Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you'll receive a customized nutrition plan weekly one-on-one coaching, and the option to receive 80% of your daily foods to help you lose weight your first week and each week after until you're down to your ideal weight. Again, it's all about the nutrition. During your weight loss transformation, you'll be gaining the tools to know what and how to eat so you can keep that weight off for the long term. As always, Awaken 180 will provide you free support for life, your entire life. It's worked for Cedric Maxwell, as you've heard these past few weeks, Scott Solak. Dan Ray, Kyle Draper, Andy Gresh, and thousands of others. And let me tell you something, it's your turn. Call the long-term solution for weight loss and the official weight loss program of the Boston Red Sox, Awaken 180 Weight Loss, online at awaken180weightloss.com. I recommend both of those uh, to utilize during this quarantine. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Not that much, man. What's going on with you? We have not talked on this, and it feels like a while. You, you're obviously one of the regulars. Uh, the past couple of weeks have been prospects, and now we got another prospect. We got you, you're a young guy. Oh, thank you. You're a young buck it. in the Bruins I, uh,
1: media field. I, I appreciate being designated as a prospect, still. So thank you yeah. very much.
0: Yeah, no problem. No, you've made it to the big leagues, don't worry. Uh but you're a young guy,
1: so that hey,
0: not bad to be called young, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll take gay man. Yeah, might as well. Uh I've been good. How's quarantine been treating you?
1: Not too bad. I think uh everyone's more or less settled into a, a groove at this point, hopefully, as as different as it's been. Um so, you know, doing the usual stuff, keeping busy with work. Obviously a whole bunch of news coming out the last couple of weeks, especially on the NHL front and then you know Keep on binging a few shows, getting through a couple more, so. No complaints. Yeah. What shows? Uh, we're wrapping up The Sopranos now, which. Oh, I've I wanted to watch that. I've seen it a couple of times, so, but we, uh, uh, me and my girlfriend are rewatching that, and that's great. I'm, like, happy because now I look on, like, Twitter and stuff, and there's, like, memes coming back from Sopranos, so I'm happy that it's getting, like, its the moment to, like, get some, like, good internet exposure once again, but I highly recommend it. If you have, if you have time to, to, waste, uh, definitely, you know, go through that show because it's six seasons and it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, no, it's funny. I think the same writer who wrote or was a part of, um, the Sopranos wrote Mad Men, Matt, Matt, Matthew Weiner, uh, yeah. and Tr- Mad Men, if you like, I feel like those are the two shows that in Breaking Bad, like those three shows can kind of all be put in a basket um, so yeah. I feel like if I definitely like Mad Men, like I love Mad Men. I feel like I'll like those other two shows, and I feel like same yeah. you Mad Men. Um, Where is
1: The Sopranos it's on HBO? Right? Yeah, HBO. I think it's uh hbo has like a thing right now where it's there's like an ad for hbo now well i i heard that um you know,
0: HBO, <laughs> I, hbo i think has, uh, this, I, this I think podcast brought to you by hbo <laughs> am, exactly yeah
1: i think it's free i think uh, like they're like kids like, shows like you know that and like maybe like the wire or something are free right now so go to oh, your uh, really? hbo and check go on hbo go <laughs> and we get a little bit more extra money this way but
0: that's like those ads that Jim Gray and Tom Brady do, where it's like, "Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Chris is coming up. You go to Macy's?" Like, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, we have to talk Bruins. Um, I will actually look into that HBO stuff because I need. Okay. I, I'm right. I'm, I'm on the West Wing right now, watching that, uh, and I like mm-hmm. it. But I I would want to watch The Wire or Sopranos. Um, this has nothing to do with either of those shows. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. now i will talk some Bruins. Uh, the Bruins leadership core this week, I think, had a very good week uh patrice bergeron had put out a statement uh earlier last week on george the george floyd killing and and black lives matter and to me like a lot a lot of times these statements can kind of ring hollow it's like oh we condemn racism this is bad don't this is horrible we stand and it's like it's good but it isn't Mm -hmm. you know it's just words but bergeron to his credit um Decided to donate $25,000 to the Boston branch of the NAACP and 20, another 25000 to the center of um, – or the multi-ethnic center of Quebec. I had to read French there for a little bit. Not easy mm-hmm. for me. Uh, not easy for anybody. Uh, but to take actual action like that, we saw Zdeno Chara out walking with protesters, um, I believe, on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. And seeing this, seeing their action – and they're not young guys. These are older – veterans in the league, I mean, both highly revered. To me, I look at this and I say, obviously this is the main takeaway of it's probably the best leadership core in the league, potentially. Maybe I'm forgetting some, but this kind of proves it off the ice. But when you really think about it, like like Alex Zenochara is 43. His whole leadership mantra while he's been here has been no hazing. We don't call rookies, rookies. Like we don't use certain words. It's kind of like he was ahead of all this with a lot of this stuff and to be 43 to come up during the nineties and still kind of preach these things. I mean, to you, what does that sort of say?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it just says, you know, the, the leadership core, um, you know, that the Bruins have, and just that these guys just kind of, you know, get it in terms of, um, you know, especially when you look at just, you know, their statements. And as you said, so many of them that, you know, maybe good intentions, but sometimes a lot of them can ring pretty hollow or just kind of be the, the canned statements you saw. And I think whether it's, you know, the Bruin statement, which kind of uh hit on some very important points that I think people should be talking about or even I, I believe, you know, there's an even mentioned in his uh statement, I think of talking about how like, you know, it you have to do more than just do like a an Instagram post or something, you know, you have to take actual action, um, you know, during these times and what, you know, people are uh are fighting for right now. And um I think, you know, actions obviously speak a lot louder than words and to have Bergeron kind of more or less, you know, put his money where his mouth is in terms of, you know, contributing, you know, putting out, you know, $50,000 in donations. You have Chara who, you know, just got back from Boston, uh, you know, I think in the last week or so getting ready for, you know, the season to hopefully be coming back, but to have him out there, you know, marching, um, you know, and joining a lot of other people who want to make their voices heard. Um, I think it just says a lot about kind of the leadership that the Bruins have. And these guys, are. You know, they've, we've known for years of, you know, how revered they are in the Bruins room in terms of being these guys who hold people accountable and, uh, more importantly, you know, kind of lead through their actions, you know, the actions speak a lot of them words and you're seeing it not on the ice with, you know, what they've been showing for a decade plus here in Boston, but now off the ice during these times when people are really, you know, are, are fighting with something that's very important. Um, you know, that they're, they're being out there kind of doing what they can with their profile to, know, amplify the voices of other people who want to be heard now. Um, it's, you know, it's very cool to see, um, you know, two guys who are already revered in Boston really kind of taking that profile that they have and really doing what they can, um, you know, to really, you know, help up everyone else who's, again, you know, trying to, you know, fight for, you know, fight for a, a good cause or the cause that, you know, should have been handled, you know, ideally a long time ago. But, um, yes. Uh, but no, it's just, encouraging to see you know these pro athletes doing you know trying to do what they can more than just you know as Bergeron said like canned Instagram posts uh, to really kind of step up so it's good to see.
0: Yeah it totally is and I think when you look at you know the bigger picture with a guy like Chara you know I feel like him you know he's always been kind of a an ideal captain a lot of captains in the league look up to a guy like him but to see him as you said put for well I don't know if he's donated but he's actually you know gone out and into these protests and and has made himself a part of it. Like, I think that aspect of things translates so well to then his own locker room as well. I mean, making guys comfortable, knowing that it's an obvious, you know, it, it, and he already was doing that, you know, again, like the rookie mm-hmm. stuff and no hazing. But it is very impressive to think, like, he came up during the 90s and he, you know, obviously mm-hmm. started his NHL career at the end of the 90s, which is wild, yeah. by the way, that he's still yeah. freaking playing. But um, mm-hmm. that he kind of came up through all that and still had that idea of, we're not going to haze. Cause back then, I mean, there was more chirping, there was more hazing. There was more of okay. this stuff. I mean, it was, it, there was a lot of toxicity and yeah. to, to Char's credit, like the guy just totally looked past that. Um, mm-hmm. And is, and that's kind of been his whole thing with, with the Bruins and Bergeron as well. I mean, Bergeron's kind of followed in that. Um, and the other thing is with this whole, like with this whole movement, you know, I feel like no matter what you do, as long as you're doing something, you know, like, mm-hmm. so Char the protest, you know, Bergeron donating, like, for me personally, like, I went to a protest, I've donated some money, but doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're doing something, talking to family members, you know, educating others, um, you know, sharing something that adds to the conversation on Instagram, not just, you know, some baloney, like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. this is some stupid post, actually sharing something that's vital. You know, I, you've shared something like Boston, uh, Black Boston businesses. Um, mm-hmm. Or owned owned by um black people uh and and that's incredibly helpful. I mean, that, those are places people are going to go to now, um. So I think that that's sort of something that. Uh, but again, for Bergeron and Chara, I mean, really uh well done by them, and I think you're probably going to see a lot more Bruins following in those footsteps. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's also great that there that there aren't issues with them. Like with other teams, we've had players who've come out, and I think it was was it Tony D'Angelo. Uh, from the yeah. Rangers, came out and gave a statement, and then was like, "But <laughs> it's always that magic?" Yeah. But uh, and no, then he had guys. the racial slur stuff when he was in juniors. So it's like, I I, I don't uh, uh, we yeah, yeah. keep quiet. Um, so yep. at least the, the Bruins do not have anybody uh, like that. Obviously, the Bruins have looked uh pretty good, and their and their statement I thought was pretty good too. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, these as we said before, these statements aren't these statements are, have been around forever. But to say mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter in it, and to say that it was a murder, I think is is mm-hmm. good that they're that they did that. Um, so we got that. Uh, another Bruins news: uh, the Bruins are returning to Phase Two today, correct? Monday. Um, yeah. Is, what have you heard? Is there anything? You know, do you know who's participating? How's it all going to work?
1: Uh, I think it kind of d- depends on each team, and I know there's a few teams that are you know kind of more or less hitting the ground running, starting on Monday, but it all kind of depends on the team. Like I think. I want to say, like, you know, I think, like, Vegas is starting today. I think, like, I read that Carolina is delaying it a little bit. So, I think it all depends on the different timetables. And even if it's especially the first two days, I'm not sure how many guys are going to be on the ice for that long, whether it's just kind of getting back into the facilities, kind of adjusting to what the, you know, the new normal is going to be for this. Like, the the memo that the league sent out detailing the different parts of, um, of Phase 2, like, there's so much stuff in there that I think these players have to really kind of Go through it and learn how everything's set up now. Cause I mean, you look at it, how it is off the ice. Like you have to have a mask on at all times. You have to be six feet apart from the, your teammates, you know, off, you know, off the ice. Like there's so much stuff to it to review that, um, I'm sure it's just acclimating to that. It's probably going to be what the first few days are. And then, um, in terms of players, you know, it seems like either players are, you know, either heading back or there's still a good amount of players, um, you know, around the Boston area or New England area. Um, so you're just going to have some guys just kind of starting to get that rust off. And I'm sure as kind of the weeks progress where it's all voluntary anyway, you're going to have more and more guys get back here because, you know, knock on wood, if there's no delays or anything like that, they're hoping for, you know, you know, early July to start phase three where all, all people are going to be accountable and they're going to start full training camp. So, um, I think right now it's just kind of baby steps more or less, which I think is what this entire phase is going to be. Like there's going to be no, Contact practices, you know, it's not going to, the coaches can't participate in them, at least for first couple of weeks. And I think even after that, I don't think they can participate, but I believe they can like observe them, you know, like I think it's almost like these next few weeks are just how it like, you know, those captain's practices are before the coaches show up. So I think that's how it more or less is. And it's just again, shaking off all that rust because, you know, these guys are really going to need an extended amount of time to really kind of ramp up again to get ready for what's going to be a pretty hectic finish, obviously.
0: Hey, as long as Alex Petrovic isn't on the ice, Bruce Cast would be totally all exactly. right. Um, but it is weird that these are the practices, like they, you know, the masks off the ice. I wonder how they enforce that because, again, we won't be there to see it probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not be yeah. there to take a picture of Chris Wagner without a mask as he walks into the bathroom mm-hmm. or something. Like, hey, look at him. Um, yeah. But, no, I do think it is, it's going to be very interesting to see. I wonder how much video that, that gets put out from these events. I wonder uh, sort of if they allow cameras in at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I would imagine no. Maybe we could. Maybe we could all line up on the Mass Pike in the breakdown lane and like hold each do. other up. We, can, we,
1: we yeah, we can lift you up there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think video is like crappy iPhone eight quality. Yeah. Like <laughs> zoom all the way in. We exactly. have to do that at some point. We have right. to do that. Uh, there's nothing else to do. But no, that it, it will be interesting to see how it all works and being six feet apart and like how they work on the match. I mean, I'm wondering like when the games actually start um obviously we'll be farther along with phases uh but you know like can you hug after goals can you go through the handshake line like will you be separated on the bench like these weird things I mean I say just let them do it as normal if you're gonna isolate them enough like at least let them sit next to each other um but who knows how that will end up being so on the topic of games that they end up playing Uh, I'm very interested in what you think of their potential opponents. So they've announced that – the NHL announced that it will not be a bracket. They'll be reseeding. Uh, So it is kind of impossible to tell who the Bruins will end up playing because not only do we know what the seeds will be, we don't don't know what seed the Bruins are going to fucking be. No, exactly. So uh, the potential opponents, Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, Penguins, uh, Canadians, Islanders, Panthers, Hurricanes, Rangers, there's one team in there that scares me above all of them, and it's not the Maple Leafs. Um, I, I, the Rangers, by the way, I'm not, this isn't the team, but the Rangers, I think, are an interesting bunch. Uh, they got mm-hmm. hot, they Panera, and they're a team that's interesting. But the team that scares me the most, the Columbus mm-hmm. Blue Jackets. That team Absolutely. scares me, and I know they scare you too.
1: Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just think you look at how many injuries they've had this year. I mean, I think they're far and away the uh, the top team in terms of, you know, the, that metric, you know, man games, lost injury. I think they're far and away. Um, tops in the league. I mean, they've been just decimated the entire year. Um, and still, like, I mean, credit to kind of John Tortorella and the system they have there. I mean, even when the Bruins played them throughout the year, they were always a tough out. You know, just it seems like they all kind of buy into that system. I think every year, like a Totorella team's always in the top two or three and block shots. Like they just commit to, you know, uh, you know, just stingy, tenacious, you know, defending. They seem just have so many guys who step in, just play a simplified role. Strong on the four check. Um, you know, they've really benefited from, you know, uh, Elvis Mersleekens just comes in kind of out of nowhere. I think he has like five shutouts in his 33 games or something like that. Um, you look for a team that, you know, I think everyone was expecting them to take a big step back. I mean, they kind of went all in last year. Got through Shane Zingle, uh, Panarin, and Bobrovsky were agents all those guys left. You're like, all right, well, you know, they got Seth Jones and, uh, you know, they got Wurensky and stuff. But, you know, other than that, what, you know, it seems like it's going to be a long kind of rebuilding process. Um, but, you know, I mean, credit to them. They've been sticking around the entire year. Again, they're, they're tough out. I mean, you saw them last year against Tampa, where, I mean, obviously they relied on a lot more skilled players like Panarin and stuff to help out. But, like, that team just kind of pummeled, you know, Tampa in, in that series, too. That's like Josh Anderson, who's been out for pretty much the entire year. Um, so you look at this team, right, and they're one of the teams that should benefit tremendously from three months off, right? I mean, you've got to imagine Seth Jones will be back. He had an ankle surgery, uh an ankle injury, rather. Anderson, hopefully, will be back. Like, it seems like they've been just waiting on him forever, but, like, he had shoulder surgery. Uh, Cam Atkinson was hurt. Uh, Bjorkstrand. Uh, Alexander Texier, who's one of their, you know, most promising young players, he was hurt. Um, You know, it just seems like there's so many different guys they have that were they're sidelined and they have these guys who you'd never heard of who were in the lineup, who were contributing and at least, you know, playing into the role of what, what they're looking for and with that team. So I think any team like that, where there should benefit tremendously from this break and play like just like a, a, you know, they all have more or less bought into what, you know, Totorella's, you know, what, what his system is. And it's a, you know, a team that you know, is tenacious. They, they buy in on defense. Whereas Lincoln's like the, I think as everyone realized last year, all you need is a, a young hot goalie to go pretty far in the playoffs. So I think you put it all together. And even if maybe they're not like the the most feared team in the East, that's a team that's going to, even if they get bounced uh, in a round or two, they're going to make, you know, life health for whoever they play against. So of course, poor Toronto has to deal with them first, but I think wherever they are, wherever they are, they're going to be a tough out. Every team's just going to be a pain in the ass to play against.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they were a way different team last year, but even against the Bruins in that seven, in that, uh, six game series, that series was tied after four games. Like, that was 2-2. And it went to, and the Bruins won it with like, you know, uh, less than a minute to go in game five. And then, of course, now we think of it as, oh, the Blue Jackets were this easy team they played against. They really weren't. Bobrowski was nasty for the first couple games, uh, and then sort of fell apart. Uh, obviously he's gone now on the Panthers. But to me, like, the Blue Jackets scare me. The Rangers are an intriguing team at 11 uh, against the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not be surprised to see them potentially mm-hmm. upset the Hurricanes um, uh, in that first round because I think the Rangers are sneaky good and they were getting hot. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do in net. Like, they have three goalies, including Henrik Lundqvist, they have Georgiev, the other kid, the Russian kid, who's really
1: good. I'm blanking on his name. Ches uh, um, Him. Him. Yes, yeah, that guy, <laughs> That guy, yeah, <laughs> that. But dude. again, that, that that's another one too, where it's you know young goalie who gets hot because like you know you look at the Rangers and like they've got obviously a whole bunch of offense. Defense is kind of where you you draw some pause there. You know, I don't think the penalty kill is that good either. But if Shostorkin comes in and plays how he did going down the stretch, I mean, who knows? Like, I think Carolina's going to be a really good team, and they should benefit a lot from guys getting healthy again. But uh, you know, all again, all it takes is one hot goalie to Kind of yeah, that's the thing. Momentum. That's why, like, to me, like, I I
0: under, Like, I don't know. The Canadians are a weird bunch to me because they have a goalie who can get hot in net with Carey Price. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little overrated. Like, I feel like Price yeah, has yeah. always been very overrated. And the team in front of him is nothing special. So, to me, like, a lot of people are like, oh, but do you remember 2014 when Price stole the series against the Bruins? Like, yeah. yes, I remember it. But that was also, what, six years ago now? Which is yeah, 2014. exactly. 2014 was six Years ago. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? You are in college yeah, exactly. Uh I, I was in high school. Um, but, no, I do find that wild. Uh, and they're not a team that scares me anymore. I think the Penguins, they might pose a little bit of a problem with Price in that, but I feel like eventually the Penguins
1: are going to go over them. So, he to me, I 18. mean – and it's also a team that has Gensel coming back, too, which, like, the guy was yes. already on pace for, like, 45 minutes before he got hurt,
0: so. Yeah. No, that's the thing. And that's why, like, you know, the, the Hurricanes will go with Dougie Hamilton back, most likely. Obviously, you mentioned Gensel. You know, guys are going to be coming back. Um, and to me, I mean, again, the one team for me that if the Bruins get in the first round, I'll be a little, you know, I'll be a little antsy about it, I think, would be the Blue Jackets. I think that's a team that yeah. – that, and also, the lack of home ice, you wonder mm-hmm. how that impacts things. I mean, the seeding really – doesn't matter i mean except for last change which yeah. shouldn't which should not be the reason you get bounced from the playoffs right. uh, even though it is important that's why these you know there's no real home ice it's really just like who you luck out with getting in your round i mean yeah, there's exactly. no teams that seem easy to me i mean the panthers always feel a little easy cuz they're the florida panthers but that's still a good team uh yeah, even I think the bruins it's four. Yeah. Yeah, that was the team the Bruins blew a 4-0 lead to uh, during this past season. People forget that game. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how the playoffs sort of roll out and how it all happens. Uh, Connor, uh, before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to plug?
1: Uh, you know, we, we've we been keeping busy with, you know, finding some kind of creative stuff to talk about. I think this week uh, coming out uh, works pretty well. Then we're going to be breaking down kind of a, a way too early preview of what to expect from – these teams in a round robin because it seems like either they haven't played them in a while or, you know, those teams are all should benefit quite a bit from having a couple of guys back. So even if, you know, that's not the, you know, the threat of elimination doesn't kind of hover over them during that round robin, mean, it can still go a long way to kind of charting the easiest path for them. Cause if they get that one seed and they reseed after every round, like they could avoid a team like, you know, Tampa or Washington until the, the conference final, right? Like it's not like previous years we have to go through, maybe one of a two really tough teams out of the gate, right? So um I think how they start in that series and the fact that they have a chance to uh, break a few ties, especially with, um, you know, with, where they have the top regular season points percentage, like as long as they either hover around the middle of the pack or like don't completely bottom out, like they're in a pretty good spot. So how they kind of start out there is going to be key for them. So that's what we'll be working on. But uh, again, we have a whole bunch of stuff every week. We have a few features coming up pretty soon that I'm, to roll out, so uh, you know, we'll, we'll be keeping busy here. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Connor Ryan underscore ninety three and uh, follow us, uh, you know, subscribe to Boston Twitch Journal at uh, journal.com and we'll have stuff pretty much every day leading up to hopefully hockey being back in a few months.
0: You're going to be reviewing the Flyers, right? And who's their goalie again?
1: Uh, I, I actually had to do another podcast yesterday in which I tried, I almost said his name, but I'm going to do like a go like the diplomatic way they say stuff in dc i'm mean, gonna be like the goaltender from philadelphia <laughs> <say that.
0: laughs> numbers Beller. number 79 in that yeah exactly rookie. Uh, exactly yeah no that sounds great uh people can go subscribe over there on uh, for steel on us media i'm evan Marinovsky. you broomsby listeners have a great rest of your week <laughs>